Hey everybody, it's Nikki Chris and it's Mixing It Saturday Live. We're live from the couch. It's my new saying. Anyway, today we are going to be bringing on a singer-songwriter who is originally from Ireland, which is really wicked cool and she's got the most awesome accent. I actually love talking to her because you just get totally absorbed in those those accents from from other countries. So she is originally from Ireland. She's currently living in New Jersey, my home state. So another Jersey girl. So pretty excited about that. So we'll be bringing her in in just a minute. But before we bring her in and um, actually I'll introduce you to her. So uh, her name is Helen O'Shea and she is a former medical professional turned musical artist, which is really, really cool. So we're excited to have her and share with you some of her music. She is the co-founder of a uh, Irish band. I believe it's called a uh, Celtic band. I know I said that wrong shenanigans uh but we're going to bring her on in just a minute so let's see helen can we find helen i wonder helen might be having some technical difficulties so we'll see if there you are helen we're so excited to see you so i am going to invite helen in Helen, you need to, uh, well, while we're waiting for Helen to join here, Helen, darling, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> I love this. This is why live is fun. There we go, Helen. I'm able to get accept that request. So while we're waiting for Helen to, to pop in, who's gotten their vaccine or at least one shot of the vaccine? I know a couple people on have. The question of the day. Tell me if you've gotten your vaccine and how you are feeling. Yes, Natalie. <laughs> Natalie and I both got, well, I'm done. I've had both. Uh, but anyway, it's it's been a challenge. This week has been a challenge. My second shot knocked me on my butt. Just to let y'all know some interesting side effects. <laughs> like literally. But yes, very yucky. Helen, darling, I think we're having some technical difficulties, so we may need to reschedule this. Again, or Helen, try joining on your phone, or if you have an iPad, that might be better. You need to accept the invite that I just sent you, Helen. Just click accept, and you should be able to come on. So while we're waiting for Helen to accept that, Helen, there's a, a uh, sent you an invitation. You just need to accept the invitation that I sent you on Instagram. It's look at the bottom of Instagram. 
It's there. I'm assuming you can hear me because you're answering me in the chat. Um, I'm getting an error message that says Helen is unable to join. So I'm sending Natalie a request just to make sure that everything's working. So Natalie, if you can accept that, that would be great. Hi, Natalie. Hi. Can you see me? Uh, it says connect. Oh, yeah. Oh, I be driving down. You're driving while you're on it. Sis! 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 They'll try to come and find me. No, I'm not driving. Um, Not Why do I have my mask? I I thought I'd I'd say I'd say hi while you're waiting for Helen. Yeah, I you know I'm not quite sure what the the the, the challenge is. It does um it lets me send her the invite, but um for some reason she's not seeing where to accept. Maybe is she on is she on a cell phone or a computer? She's on a computer. She needs to be on a cell phone or an iPad. Yeah, that's what I think. So, Helen, if you hear Natalie and I chatting, if you could go to a phone or an iPad, I think that might be better for the Instagram Live. Otherwise, we can always reschedule, or Natalie and I can just chat. Okay. Yeah, she said she just joined. Um, See if you can get her. All right. It says she just joined from the phone. All right. Let me okay. cancel this. Let me. Ah, Helen, it says you must upgrade your app on your phone yeah. in order to join. That happened to me, uh, I guess, last uh, last week. And all they all they have to do is just update the app. So if you could app. update the app on your phone. And then rejoin. Hey, Stephen John. <laughs> See, this is what support is. Natalie jumped on Sisters in Music Live thing. Live uh, who, thing. Who's driving, Natalie? None of your business. Okay. <laughs> you go get. Uh, next thing I'm going to hear signs, all kinds of things you try to do. Who's driving? Nanya, my a Christian, um, Christian, Michael's driving. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Michael's <laughs> bad mom. I know. Uh, all right. Oh, greetings from Trinidad and Jamaica. Oh, my. Oh, Stephen, yes. how awesome. And you didn't bring Natalie and I with you. Exactly. Come on. So what, Natalie? While we're waiting for Helen, um, let's let's tell everybody some of the things that we're doing with Sisters in Music. Kind of uh, so. Well, let's see. You, obviously, chatting with that is blowing up like crazy all over right. Long Talk Radio and all of our podcast sites. Also on Instagram, so that's really awesome. Right. Um, Blog Talk Radio is actually featuring our podcast again on their homepage, which is wicked, wicked cool. So that's the second wicked, time. Wicked, wicked, yes. wicked, wicked cool. So that's like right. the second time in a couple of months. So we're really excited about that. Mixed right. it with Kinky Chris. Uh, yeah. So my podcast people, I'm so blown away. It's full, pretty much full for the <laughs> entire year, like full can't believe it so really excited about that so you probably get to see me more on instagram because uh, those are really the only spots that i have open right now because i don't do podcasting seven by 24. <laughs> i'm like what y'all think <laughs> all right helen's here all right yeah 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 all right helen I'm she's gonna in she's you. in Okay, you're going to say bye-bye to Natalie. All right, bye, Natalie. Helen, just accept that invite, and you should be in. Yay! See you later, Gator. Yay! Bye, Natalie. Bye. Wow, what an adventure. <laughs>
no okay. worries, no worries. Everything, everything is playing now at once. Okay. All right. Well, let me, let me, before you ask me any questions, let me do a little teaching here. People, you don't want to do your Instagram live on your computer, especially if it's as old as mine. Number one, tech tip number two from Helen O'Shea. Do not put your phone on airplane mode while Nikki Chris is trying to send you an invitation to Instagram <laughs> because apparently it doesn't work like that, I found out. And thirdly, oh God, you poor, I'm so if, if you are going to screw up as badly as I did, please make sure you do it with Sisters in Music and these nice people, Nikki and Nat, because I've been so nervous about this all morning. Not about the chat because everyone who knows me knows I never shut up. But not about the songs, because I'm so proud of the songs, but I have been freaking out about this tech. So for, for all of those things to go wrong is like, you know, the law of attraction, Nikki, where you keep thinking about it. Please don't let me screw up, screw up, screw up. And then you screw up. So I apologize but this, you know, to everybody. But this is real. This is real. This is, this is like totally okay. And you real know Real life. Real life, for sure. Totally. Anyway, it's... It's lovely to see you, and this it's, is my first ever Instagram, Instagram live. live. So this is great. <laughs> we're we're really excited to have you. And you know what? Those are great teaching things. And you know, I mean, I think Natalie and I, I still mess up when I do this every time because I'm like, okay, which button do I push? But yeah, because um, it doesn't like say like go live and so on and so forth. So yeah. hey, Debbie Travis. Oh my God! Don't even talk to her. Excuse me, Nikki. <laughs> this is. I swear to God, this is supposed to be one of my best friends ever. Big TV show. You know, she can hear you, Helen. Living in Tuscany now, the good life. But at the moment, she's in London with her other best friend, Jackie. I know I'm the real best friend. So I want to give Jackie a big kiss. And Debbie, you're not my friend anymore. How many, <laughs> how many texts with Debbie, furious bad language have I sent you to London this morning asking you, how do I do this? And now you show up? I mean, seriously, yeah, our friendship is in trouble. Just, no amount, you know, it's Nikki, okay. Nikki, it's no, no amount of limoncello is gonna fix this. Oh, I'll just so take, she know. I'll take her. I'll take her limoncello. Just saying. I'm sure you will. Just anyway, saying, I will take. You try it's so good. <laughs> it's so good that she's tuning in. Hey, Debbie, I got on with no problem. It was seamless, babe. <laughs> All right. Well, I am like really excited. I'm gonna. I've, I've got some questions for you, and I'm really excited. But now, of course, my computer like locked up because. So I'm gonna put this down for a second. I'm gonna find something to boost up. Oh, if I sit back like this, I guess it's okay. All right. Um, I'm multitasking. Good for you. That's what. Helen, we're excited. We're excited. I'm actually. Hmm, do I have anything? Ah, it's all right. We're excited to have you on. And I was telling everyone, and you know, I love talking to you. I'm a sucker for accents. So I love talking to, I, I think I have a mutt accent. It's kind of like a blend. If you get enough vodka in me, I will twang because I've been in the South long enough. But, I love your accent. I have a great uh, friend here in Princeton called Mimi. And she has your exuberance, but she also has your accent. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to her, so I'm, I'm already instantly relaxed, even without the vodka. So even we're, in good, the we're vodka, in good shape. Vodka, limoncello, we're we're having a party. Uh, but you know, I mean, I you're you're originally from Ireland. Yeah. You are a former medical professional, right? So you used to do that uh, for for a living. I know. Yes. Right now, I guess you've taken time off. And I think, I think Nikki, um, once you become a doctor, especially when your father saves every single penny of the household to get you through college, you're a doctor forever. Well, but towards the end of my um, career, which was in Canada at McGill, where Debbie and I met and were friends for 14 years and still are, um, I had really moved um, from clinical practice into research and then my love teaching. So I had... I was very lucky to be exposed to the clinical area of obstetrics and gynecology, which of course is mothers and children and sisters. So I've been all about women from the get-go, you know? Um, but being able to teach and develop courses and have an impact on students, teaching them how to interact with people that are in pain and not doing very well. 
that was one of the biggest highlights of my career. So shout out to everybody at McGill that I worked with there. Um, I will never forget that experience. And I've taken it with me into the music. Now, people say, how, how do you go from, you know, a career at McGill, one of the premier universities in the world, in my humble opinion, um, to standing by the sink in Princeton, looking out the window going, oh my God, <laughs> where did my life go? Well, basically, there's a simple one word answer for that and it's kids. So my kids did not want to leave Montreal. In fact, my daughter was in Debbie Travis's arms at the airport and it was so bad that the people at the airport thought we were trying to steal our own child from Debbie Travis because she wouldn't get out of her arms when we were- Oh no! It was awful. So I told the kids one day in Montreal, I just got sick of them and I was having a glass of Pinot Grigio with my friend Joanne in the backyard and they were driving me nuts. I said, look, go away and think about something that you can do in Princeton that you can't do here. So you might know Montreal is covered in snow for like 10 months of the year. And I thought they'd come back and ask for a trampoline. So the two of them arrived back in in their little school uniforms. And he was in fifth grade. She was in kindergarten. They were tiny. And uh, they said, mom, we had our meeting. My son, very professional. We had our meeting. And I'm like, okay, great. What is it? We don't want to go to the after school program anymore. We want you to stay home. So I nearly had a heart attack like that hadn't even occurred to me my whole life, you know. So I called my husband who was already down in Jersey at the time looking for sympathy. And there was silence on the phone. And he says, you know, it's not such a bad idea. He said, we're all in chaos because of the move. And, you know, maybe it could work. So I, of course, put myself on the stick of the family as all mothers do, right? But the reality of it set in like three weeks later when I was here on my own and he was at work and they were at school and I was like, WTF, like I don't want to swear, <laughs> but I was like, oh my God. And Debbie will tell you, I wouldn't even answer the phone to her, I was so upset. So my husband came home literally a week later and he, he, he saw the writing on the wall. He's like, this is so not gonna work. So he came up behind me at the sink while I was looking out the window at the, my life gone by. And he said, you know, you always wanted to sing. He said, this is your chance. He said, you've got at least a year to settle the kids in go after the music thing and the rest is history. And now I can't go back. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I mean, that's the thing and that's the brilliance of music. It's, you know, it's just one of those things like once you start and I've done the put it on hold for a while thing as well. And once you go back, you're like, yeah, that ain't happening again. Cause you know, I mean like we're in chaos right now because we're building house, selling house, moving into a new house. Half my house is currently all packed up, all of that stuff and everything. And my husband was like, Oh, you know, just you know, stop doing music for a couple of months. I started laughing. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> this, this is exactly why what you and Nat are doing is so important. This is why we need sisters in music, because no matter how supportive our husbands, partners, friends, brothers, band members, producers, all the wonderful men in our lives, they will never get it, Nikki, that when push comes to shove, it's going to fall on you. Yeah. And, and you have us as women. I rely so heavily on my girlfriends, even Debbie and I. We haven't seen each other in person for two or three years, but if she walks in the door, it's the same as ever. I have a great group of girlfriends here in Princeton that I lean on on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. Or is the next thing coming around the corner from the kids, you know? Yeah. And um, that's one thing that I sing a lot about in my songs is my battery's going to die, so I'm going to get a charger. Hang on. It's right beside oh, you. Don't panic. Don't panic. We can't lose you now. <laughs> But what you call, that's um, one of the things that I write a lot about in my songs is the power of friendship and especially women friendships and the importance of that in the rest of my life, you know, because that's um, a huge support and very, very necessary, you know? Well, yeah, and that was one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was, you know, obviously you, you've been through a lot in your life and you've, you've had a lot of challenges and you've seen a lot of different emotional type of uh scenarios especially yes. in in the work that you've you've been in in the past yes yes and I, I, I'm gonna, I have to stop you there because it's something that people really need to understand 
if I ever have enough money, I will get rid of those Gerber baby ads off of TV and off of every kind of press. I am so sick and tired of women being held up to this standard of being the perfect mother, getting your body back after you're pregnant. All this nonsense that puts unnecessary pressure on people at the very time when they're supposed to be mothers. There is so much wrong with the way women who are pregnant are treated. And the problem with obstetrics and gynecology, which as a profession I love, is that 80% of the time it's all joy and chocolate and champagne. But for the 20% of the time when things go wrong and it's not the mother's fault, it's not the doctor's fault, childbirth has complications, it is devastating for mm. the families. And uh, that, yes, I have learned an awful lot from the wonderful patients that I've been privileged to take care of in four different countries. And I have taken those lessons with me and hopefully they come out in some of the music that I'm, that I'm bringing out. Because for me, they're not mutually exclusive. For me, the journey was medicine to motherhood to music, but all three are entwined yes. and unbreakable. Do you know what I mean? No, I do know what you mean. And, you know, I mean, I, I was going to ask a question about, you know, who or what inspires you, but obviously, you know, you mean, you've been very clear about that. And I think well, that it I is. Have, I have an answer for that, actually. Okay. Uh, and um, <clears throat> apart from my patients and, you know, the, the students that I learned all their stories when I was teaching them, I will say that there are four major people that inspire me on a daily basis, on the daily um, the first is my mother, who sadly passed away, and hopefully we'll talk about her in relation to one of the songs in a few minutes, um, in March of 2009, so just two years ago, unexpectedly. Oh, um, wow, I'm so sorry. It's, it's you know, it's, it's a journey, you know what I mean? But she um, never wrote down the words of songs for me, but she sang every single Irish traditional song, rebel songs, drinking songs, love songs, and I would learn them by ear from her. So that's a huge influence that I've carried through even into my own original songs. And certainly with the other band, Shenanigans, where we do songs of Ireland, old and new, like that, that's a riot. Even the rehearsals with that crowd are just, I, I, it's a laugh, it's a riot, and such a privilege to bring those songs from my home to audiences in America, some of whom are emigrants from Ireland or are, you know, have that legacy, you know what I mean? So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you right there for a second because okay. when COVID starts, when we're when we're able to start having like events and things like that, um, and hope hopefully that'll be soon. Um, I'm gonna come and I want to do some of those Irish fun songs Girl, with, with you Girl, guys because to me you heard it here first on I, music. No, I'm an, we I'm are we we cancelled two shows we got one of the shows in the tour done march 10th that year right had to cancel the 1867 sanctuary in ewing this beautiful church where the sound is amazing and princeton public library so we're just waiting to be rescheduled and what we've decided to do well i've decided to do, i haven't told the band yet so oh my god i'm going to be in trouble but we've decided to re revisit our christmas show shenanigans home for the holidays which is irish songs mi mixed with Carol's done the Irish way. So Nikki, Chris, you heard it first on Sisters in Music. It'll be Shenanigans Home for the Holidays featuring special guests, Nikki, Chris. And now I need to me, You don't want to tangle with me because once, it, once, you, once you open your mouth, you're finished because this is going to happen. There's no I don't No, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious because I, mean, I, have, I have an Irish heritage. So... Uh, you know, and where my kids are Irish. That explains um, a lot. That's yeah, so, so you know, I mean, it's, uh, I don't really know any Irish. I think Danny Boy is like the only one. Is, is that you. even, a, that's an Irish Danny song. Boy is one of our songs, but you can't yeah. have that one because Fiona Tyndall, a really famous Irish vocalist who is in Dublin right now, she does Danny Boy and she does it so well that none of the rest of us will even attempt it. You won't I'm even touch it. You. There you Nikki go. Chris, I'm going to find you your own Irish song. Okay, perfect. It's going to be a project. I love perfect. projects. But you've got to let me talk about my other three influences and I won't go into too much. Yeah, go ahead. Go my for husband, it. And then we're going to have you play a song. <clears throat> my husband, Paul O'Shea, 
who thank God is not on social media, so he has no clue. He's upstairs watching soccer. Um, you know, you're with somebody for 30 odd years. There are times when you simply want to kill them. There's no way to sugarcoat it, right? And there's been many times like that, especially when we moved down here. I didn't know if we were going to make it through the move. But this guy, like, there's a song for him on the new album simply because one of the lessons for me from COVID was, oh, my God, how did I get so lucky with this guy? The house is in shambles. Like, I can't even let people in because I'm spring clean in every room and everything's in a mess. And God love him. He has just given up. He just says nothing, just smiles all the time, drives me to the studio because I can't drive on the highway. And he, without him coming up to me that day in the kitchen and saying, you always wanted to sing, my story could have ended much worse because I was mm. headed down a very dark road. So Paul will always be one of my heroes. Now, the next person I want to talk about is Mark Swirsky. I will never have a conversation about music in any world, this one or the next one, without mentioning my producer, my co-writer, one of my closest friends in the world. He's like my brother. Um, without him, none of this would be happening. And we just finished the album on Sunday in the studio. And I said to him when I was leaving, I was like, we started this in 2014, we met, right? I'm like, how are we having this much fun? Like, what is it now? Seven years later and still, like I keep telling him, I've got 20 more good years of me. But he is the most generous, selfless, supportive man. And what I love about him is he hasn't changed the essence of my songs. There's still an Irish girl from a small village mm -hmm. in a two-bedroomed house. You know, even when he puts his, you know, production magic with all of the wonderful musicians that we have, it's still the essence of me is still there. And he always questions me about every single decision. And I agree with 95% of what he does. So he's huge. And the last influence and probably the most important one of all is um, I have a 16-year-old daughter called Lauren O'Shea. Now, for someone who's only 16, she's had an awful lot of challenges that are not of her making, and she has handled them with just such class and dignity. She's a brilliant songwriter. She's featured on one of the songs on the EP, which I had to fight very hard to get her to do because she's very shy. But she won't sing today, she told me, but I hope to perform that song without her, but I'll tell you the story behind it. But when you change from trying to impress your parents to trying to impress your kids, that's when you've really grown up. So she's a huge influence on me. So I hope it wasn't too long of an answer. No. And you know what? I actually, I love the fact that your daughter is also engaged in music and, and you know, and, and we're, you know, you're trying to encourage that. Um, you know, one of the things as that Sisters of Music is very, uh, what's the word? Um, Instrumental. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use instrumental, but one of the things that we like to do is definitely encourage and promote, especially younger artists yes. also. Right. Yeah. Um, I just had, uh, you know, Anna K Steiner on last yes, week. Yes, I saw, I saw that interview. That was excellent. And boy, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we're, you know, we're doing a couple of things. I'm going to be going out to the ultimate vocal summit, working with wow. some young artists or young up and coming potential you know, kids in the music industry later on in the year. So that is very important to us is to show everyone. And I'm actually going to take the, the younger versus the more experienced out yeah. of it. Anyone. Yeah. Music is universal at any age. And, anybody and music can, is healing. It, it is healing. But it, it, is, it heals. Yep. It's universal. Any age, yeah. anyone in the world at any time in your life yeah. can, can, can get into music, can help support music, can encourage anyone, right? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I know we all talk about, oh yeah, a young up and coming artist and, and, and trust me, I'm a, you know, on board 110%, but you know, we need to support everyone. It's not just about, Natalie and I were actually just talking about this this morning because we, we got a little of, offended by somebody who made a request for something and they specifically targeted a specific age group and 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 we were like well you know isn't it it's a little bit discriminatory because 
I, and I go down this path all the time. I really think that there is a huge market that is not being even considered today by the music industry that they pigeonhole themselves too much into the younger artists, the younger generation and those types of things when, you know, everybody over tw 25 doesn't matter. And, and that's completely what I, wrong. What I like to say, and I don't usually say it publicly, but this is sisters. So, you know, what happens in sisters in music may or may not stay here. But my thing is, you know, do you want me to be young or dead? You have to be <laughs> under 20 or you have to be dead for a thousand years and that's it. There's nothing in between. So am I going to keep spending my money on, by the way, the artists that are dead are fabulous. Like Dolores O'Riordan is one of the best artists ever. Oh, Prince, Bowie, yeah. everybody. But you know what? We're here and we're making the music of the time now. So maybe yeah. take a couple of dollars and support the thousands that we spend in the studio to try to, you know, express and make real what real people are feeling and thinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, you listen, I'm the poster child here, for God's sake. I, all that happened that I told you about moving to Princeton. Um, my 50th birthday was three days before the move. So at 50, Nikki Chris, I'm now moving my family again for the fourth time. No extended family. They're all in Ireland. My best friends, Debbie and Esther and Christina, I'm leaving them behind me. Do I really want to start making new friends at the age of 50? No, thank you. I did not. So <laughs> here I am. And you know what I decided? Once I started singing and it really healed me. I mean, like I said, I had suffered very severe postpartum depression after the birth of my son. So I know exactly what road I was going down. And just bit by bit, the music just pulled me out. And I said to the kids, I said, lads, I'm going to be 50 plus on the day I die. They tease me all the time about it. But imagine at 50 plus being able to live the dream you had when you were 18 that your father said, forget that band, you're going to medical school. Yeah. And I, I so was mad at him at the time. But after he passed away, he passed away in a car crash. And I remember Debbie coming in that morning and trying to feed me liquor at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then that night, herself and Esther, they made me vodka in a half pint glass with like a dash of orange juice. Oh my God. Was the night before I got on the plane for the funeral. But let me tell you one thing about Debbie Travis. I know I'm going off the point, but as much as she drives me absolutely crazy, when I came back from my father's funeral, my husband had to stay home with the kids. I didn't get back till one o'clock in the morning. And this woman who has like five TV shows and a production company and all of her books, God knows what else, there's little Debbie Travis standing at the airport when I got off that plane after my house. Oh. So that you can never, ever, ever lose a friend like that. But anyway, what I was trying to say, um, I'm actually not really sure. It felt very important at the time, but I, I think I've lost it. So maybe I'll be quiet for a minute. No worries. How about, can, can you, I know we, we, we kind of like bantered back and forth how you were going to perform. I'm not quite sure what you've decided to do. So well, I, I had you... prepared. I prepared two songs, but I think I'm talking too much. So maybe we'll stick to one. That might okay, be okay. That'll be perfect. Um, we can always so cut. It's, it's going to take me bring a you little... back on after you release that that album, and then we can do two songs. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. But let me just find the the song here because I just want to tell you a little bit about it before I play it. And of course, Nikki, I'm going to be playing it on the computer. So God only knows if you'll be able to hear it or anything. And I don't know how to make my head smaller. <laughs> so I'm just going to sing it with the big head that I have. So what I want to tell you about this song, there are six songs on the EP. Um, I want to tell you a story about one of them that isn't this one because it's really exciting. Um, one of the songs in the EP was supposed to be Unbecoming, which had its... Uh, moment on the Grammy ballot last year with the video and everything. Um, but last week I published a poem I had written for John Prine that I always knew would become a song, but I wasn't in any rush to do it. So it had nine verses and, you know, I dedicated it to Fiona Prine, who's an Irish woman, John's wife. Oh, how on many? Instagram. So anyway, Mark, my producer, calls me at seven o'clock in the morning. Now, believe me, we just finished the album, right? Previous Sunday, we were done. Studio was done. He calls me up, he's like, 
did you write that poem? I said, who do you think wrote it? He said, this has to be a song. Send me the lyrics now. I'll get back to you by 12. So I'm still in my pajamas. I'm like, listen, I was going to make it a song, but we're not in a rush. We just finished the EP, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, long story short, we have a whittled down three verse chorus song that went down to Atlanta to um, Seth Von Paulus to get mixed and just arrived back last night. So I haven't even heard the final mix, but it's called Prime Time. It's dedicated to Fiona Prime. And we have bumped Unbecoming off the EP so that Prime Time can be on it. So when it comes out, you'll remember that story. But okay. anyway, back to this song. This is a really special song. So I told you that my mom passed away in March of 2019. So at that time, we had recorded three songs, which were half the EP, supposed to be Unbecoming, Someone Is Waiting, which is released as a single, and only one, which we just released uh, a week ago. Um, but then my mother passed away, and Nikki, I, my compass was gone. It was completely unexpected, and I found myself catapulted into like this crater. I just didn't know what to do. I was lost completely, barely functioning, you know, getting the kids to school and stuff. At the time, coincidentally, I was in a songwriting course with a, a wonderful woman in New York City called Carrie Cole, who's originally a vocal teacher, but now she has a full, you know, a full boutique setup of songwriting, production, everything. So I was in the songwriting course with her and I was actually going to cancel it. Um, but it was time for my one-on-one -on -one with her to get started in the process. And the one-on-one -on -one was so therapeutic, like she said, what are three things that are top of mind right now? I told her and we ended up settling on the fact that I was in this hole and I couldn't get out of it. And out of that came this song. She put me with a co-writer of her staff called Jess Best, an amazing talent. So between Carrie and Jess and myself, we came up with this song called Stay Here Now. I wrote all the lyrics. I read all the lyrics to my, to my songs because I needed to be what I want to say. Um, but I must add credit to Mark Swirsky, who completely changed the bridge when we went into the studio. So it makes much, much more sense. And this is the track that on the choruses, my daughter is singing oh, in, how in, the final, okay. in the final version. But for right now, I'm just going to use the backing track, the rough track. It's not even mixed and sing the song for you myself. All right, great. Okay. Let's hear it. So this is called Stay Here Now. Let me get the music organized here. Okay. Uh, you put me on mute. Can't hear you, Helen. We lost sound, Helen O'Shea. Helen, we cannot hear you. There you are. Perfect. Waking up in a different world, laying in the rubble of a home that's no longer here. All messed up like a little girl, crying for the mother who used to dry her tears.
in a sea of hurt. Doing a mixed emotions as the numbness turns to pain. All grown up, leaning on that love, struggling through the chaos to join the world again. because that's the very first time it's ever been um, out in the world in that incarnation. Like my band and I played it once live at a charity event in our live incarnation of it, which is very different. But I do want to mention the amazing musicians on that track. Steve Holly, who plays with Paul McCartney, has played on almost all of my records. Uh, he comes out from New York. I adore Steve Holly. And um, new musicians for me were Vin Landolfi and Alan Markley on keyboard and uh, guitar. And I think they just did such a fabulous job on that. That's of course, Mark plays acoustic guitar. And my daughter, um, wait till you hear the actual recording. She comes in on the chorus like an angel, like far away. Oh, it I is, can't wait. It makes me cry every time I hear it. But the most important thing about that song, and thanks to Carrie and Jess too, because they're a huge part of it, is the minute the song was finished, and I told Carrie this at the time, the minute the song was finished, Nikki, I kid you not, I literally climbed out of the hole and got my life back. Oh, that's like, wonderful. It was like, that's okay, wonderful. you said what you had to say now. Now get on with it and your yep. mother. Will, my mom never left me. She's here with me every day. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. That's brilliant. I can't wait until the EP is completely out. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's gonna be a good one. I'm really happy. And I just want to mention the everything else I've ever done has been just me and the musicians. But we have my daughter on that track. Uh, one of my favorite guys in my band, my band leader, John Mazio. I dragged him into the studio for the first time on Sunday. So he does background vocals and mandolin on prime time, along with um, Santo Rizzolo on drums. And, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting. I had an amazing fiddle player come. Joe Denelson, I think it was. But the fiddle has, has elevated that song beyond belief. Um, and, you know, both of those were recorded at Sound on Sound Studios in Montclair. Um, Mike Racklin was the engineer on this one and Chris Gold is the engineer on Primetime. But um, the mix engineer is uh, this guy in Atlanta that I've just discovered called Seth Van Paulus and he is 
amazing is the awesome great so it's, it takes a village nikki it does that, take a village right? yes it does it when, is it, when is it due out it's coming out on may 28th and i don't know if i should tell you the secret of the album but you know what heck if i'm not going to tell you who am i who am i going to tell <laughs> so this is the last secret of the album and you know anyone who's not listening today will not know this but one thing i'm really super happy about i had a track out of christmas called fairy tale of new york by the pogues where i sang with one of my favorite songwriters and favorite performers mike montre who's a local jersey musician brilliant songwriter everybody should check out mike montre band on spotify but my favorite if not my favorite one of my favorite love songs of all time is a song by jason isbel called cover me up and i desperately wanted to do this song from the female point of view so we were going back into the studio and mark's like why would you cover a song write a song write a song so i'm like no this is the most beautiful love song ever so he's like and we have a version of cover me up on that record with oh great that will make the hair stand up on the back of your neck. That's all I'm going to say. So uh, that's the secret. So that's all. That's, that's the all secret. the secrets have been spilled. All the tea is spilled now. So, okay, you need to tell me who Jesse Caruso is because he keeps making comments. Oh my God, Jesse Caruso. So I told you about my two sister friends, Debbie and Esther, in Montreal. That Debbie drove um, Paul and, and Luke and Jesse to the airport. And Debbie drove me and Lauren. That's how close we are. They drove us to the airport to leave Montreal. So I met Jesse when he was five because he and my son were both at Selwyn House School in Montreal. Oh, I how thought, nice. I thought Esther was the maddest woman I'd ever come across. She's my sister. She'd be my sister to the day I die for reasons I can't even go into. But Nikki, when we're on our own in a pub in New York, I'll tell you everything. Okay. When we're drinking limoncello. I'll drink anything with you, anything, <laughs> just to be clear. But Jesse is my protege. You want to talk about proteges? This is someone that we need to get to wherever your protege place is because he's an amazing songwriter, a beautiful performer, graphic artist. He does covers for people's um, CDs and everything. So apart from the fact that he's like my other son, I want to get him on the protege track. And I've already had him work with my vocal coach and I've already put him in touch with Mark and we need to get him moving. Okay, so Jesse, if you're still on paying attention, so uh, Ultimate Vocal Music Summit, if you meant check it out, I believe it's Ultimate Vocal, uh, I'll have to see what the website is, but um, we'll double check. Uh, but if you check them out, and you, that's something that interests you, uh, you can submit an application if you mention sisters in music in your application, I can they will put you to the top of the submissions. Not guaranteed entry because they are extremely selective. Absolutely. But mentioning sisters in music, if you you do that, you know, Dawn is is a friend of mine, um, and she is one of the founders of that program. And she has said, um, it's actually going to be announced in the podcast that's going live on Monday. I'm mixing it. You know, she will consider those candidates, you know, put them at the top of the list for consideration and, and, and for, even Nikki, for entry. For, for people like Jesse, if they submit, I feel like they might get feedback that says, you know, not this time, but you need to work well, yeah, on absolutely. ABC. So that puts them in the, in the yep, groove, absolutely. you know? But absolutely. he's, he's, he's Jesse, an amazing check that out. Yeah. Check that out or send Sisters in Music, uh, info at sistersinmusic.org, and I'll get you the exact website. Pop me an email. We'll get you the exact inf information that you need to kind of go check that out. I'm actually going to be going and helping coach this year, so I'm really excited about awesome. that. Awesome. Um, Helen, before we leave, we've got to play the this or that game. Oh, my. Okay. Okay, before you play this or that, I want to say one thing. We are going to be running a competition all through June for a six word review of the new EP. Now we're giving out two prizes. One is to the six word review that we think is the best and the cleverest. And the other is we will raffle everybody who's entered and take out a prize. And the prize is three EPs. Um, Mama told you the first one, a little Christmas kindness, the second one, and the new one that's just coming out 
three physical EPs as the prize, two prizes, six word review of the new CD, Know You're Enough, all through June. All right, awesome. That's great. Okay. All right, cool. Okay, this or that the game, then we are going to sign off and we will get you back on another time when the EP is out and go through some more music with you. So, two words, pick one, no thinking, okay. off the top of your head. You got us, you got us. City or nature? Oh, city, every time. Plane or train? Uh, train, I'm a train girl. Beach or mountains? Oh, beach, stop, beach. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee, coffee, coffee. Big party, small gathering. Um, my big party days are gone. I like small gatherings with friends that I do not have to edit myself in front of. <laughs> Shout out to Carolyn, Amanda, and Amy. You know what I'm talking about. All right, perfect. <laughs> Phone call or text? Phone call. Sneakers or sandals? Oh, sneakers, Converse preferably. Oh, nice. Ice cream or cake? Ice cream. All right, vodka or limoncello? Limoncello, come on, girl. <laughs> All right. You already knew the answer to that I one. Stop. Throw that one in because it was too much fun. Helen, it has been an awesome, awesome pleasure. I it's been so wonderful. That we had you on. You know. Thank you for your patience. For My God, time. thank you for your patience with the craziness. I mean, I was so nervous. No worries. I so enjoyed chatting with you, and I want to take you to a pub in New York so that we can sample. All the drinks, the limoncello, the vodka, everything. I'm in. Can't and keep up the good work with Nash. Can't do beer because of food allergies, but yeah. I'm in. But you know, who wants to drink beer? It fills you up and it has no effect. I know. Well, that's, but listen, know. I want to also shout out to you and Nat for the work that you're doing with Sisters in Music. This has impact on older people like me, regular middle people, and very young people. Don't underestimate the importance of what you're doing. And I'm with you a thousand percent. Oh, thank you so much. Very much. Thank you again for joining us. Hey, everybody. It's Nikki Chris. Until next time, Bye. keep on mixing it. Bye. Bye, Nikki. Bye.